following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023, season 18, episode number 123. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm back in studio. I've uh, gotten back. Allowed Amber now to kind of sit over there and be on her phone and not have to worry about hosting this thing. So thank you for hosting while I've been out. The when does it flip weeks. over? I mean, this is this is one twenty three. Oh my right. gosh! You're right. It actually would have flipped over today. This is actually episode number one of season nineteen, Nick. Okay. Thank you. Thank that's you. How, that looks so that. scripted, but it really no, but wasn't. It really was. I was just like, when does it? When do you flip April it over? First. Uh, it's the NFL. Yeah, calendar. Our year. calendar year starts in April, okay. so yes, that would be. Okay. You got wow. Good to were, know. Well, that really bothered All right, you. Yeah. Let's start over. Season nineteen, episode number one. Chris, do the whole intro again. Let's start over. Nineteen. I wore the, a sweatshirt from the first show that we've ever done. <laughs> this is a Bill Parcells special. It from is like, actually uh, two thousand three. All yeah. you need is some ice. Yeah. This is this is the one that this is the sweatshirt that Bill had on when he started undressing in front of me, and it, it was making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Captain Morgan style. Captain Morgan style. Yeah, that was it. this was the sweatshirt that they he had on that day. Well, don't welcome to the nineteenth season. Yeah. Don't right see a swoosh cowboy. over there. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry about that. Hide that. Hide that. Abort. Abort. All right. Um, welcome to the nineteenth season of the break. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Nineteenth seasons. Nick, it's been 19 seasons of doing this show, and uh, so let's let's have some fun today. I know I was out during the the meet of free agency, and when everything was going, it was crazy because I was on vacation the the first week and literally calling Nick and bothering him. Well, he was actually trying to work. Like, can you believe they're doing all this? Like, this is crazy. And uh, so and then I was then I would turn over here. I was like, can you believe someone would be on vacation? During <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It happens every. It's usually year, the front way. office. No, it happens. <laughs> it happens every year for me because that's usually know, spring Broaddus. break. <laughs> that's your opinion. Two for two, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Broaddus. <laughs> I mean, the, on a roll off today. The last, last season of. <laughs> Are you gonna make it to twenty season? Bro? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but no, it was a. It was a. An interesting free agency start to free agency because it's not something we've been used to seeing with yeah. this with this front office so i do what i would love to do today is i want to take a little bigger picture view of this now that we've gotten past the initial wave of free agency and quite frankly the meat of free agency mm-hmm. anything else that happens at this point they will be kind of those those deals that really won't probably make as big of a difference for your team they're kind of fillers at this point but we do, before we get into that conversation, I want to talk about a couple final deals that got done, or I shouldn't say final, but a couple more deals that got done last week uh, since the last time you guys were on the air. Jonathan Hankins, Cowboys, signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, what does this move do for this team? It clogs up the middle. Yeah. And I, I thought when he, he came in, uh, they, they made that trade. I, 
to me, I don't remember the dates exactly, but I, I thought after that Eagles game up there in Philly where they had to get off the field on defense and they just couldn't. They just couldn't they couldn't stop the run. Yeah. They, they they said we gotta we gotta make a change. They got Hankins in. You know, they didn't face Hurts and the Eagles again, like in you know, until well, they didn't face them again. But but I still think they you could tell they were stopping the run better. And then when he gets hurt, you can see a difference. So to me, it, it, it he solidifies the middle. He's older guy. You still need some more help, but I do I do think it's a it's a nice nice because uh, he's got an ass. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's the type of guy from season seven. <laughs> uh, we still don't know. We still you didn't hear the, the drop, but we still don't I know really, the I know the yeah, famous know exactly drop. I don't know exactly. Drop. Where we don't know who yes. who I was referring to. Uh, I, yeah, I don't I'm know. pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure it was probably like a Montre Holland or somebody like that. Or- it's out of party. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Nick Montre made up a song Holland. about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was one of those kind of guys. But anyway, go ahead. So <laughs> California dreaming, right? No, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Montre Holland is now the starter. Montre Holland mm-hmm. is now the starter. It, you know, he keeps on blocking. He keeps it has California uh, love. California Nick, love. That's a California Nick original. Dream. California love. That's Todd Archer helped classic. with that. You Did know, he? it was a little co, co uh, That sounds co writing. Co writing. I can believe that. On the field as they're stretching, you know, and it oh. was just, and it was being, it was playing. There's some other, you know, other versions of it. Maybe some radio edits and some explicit <laughs> that we, we won't get into. But for the most part, yeah, it's good. And I love Montreal Holland. He's one of my favorites. Thank you. Amber <laughs> keeps on blocking. <laughs> keeps on I don't blocking. remember what I was about to say. Um, Hankins, why he's good? Hankins, he well to me he's the type of player that you don't um, necessarily me from my own perspective. I don't really pay attention to him what he's doing on the field, but you just know that the type of difference maker he is. Just like Nick said, you know when he's on the field because you see how it affects the run. Versus when he's not on the field. So I just know the running defense, uh, stopping the run, improved tremendously when he was on there and the way he was blogging. He's a guy that has a lot of strength. So very, very big move. And the Dan Quinn and keeping the main guys that he needs on defense, I thought I think they've done such a, such a good job uh, this offseason in free agency and keeping key players and maintaining a defense that – you're pretty much set in all areas, or at least you got guys that you're like, okay, this is going to be competitive. So very big signing for the Cowboys. Nick, you get a really good memory. What was the game he made the stop on fourth and one and got hurt? The game oh, this yeah. year. You got me on that one. Yeah, I, I, yeah it was but, but But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I probably could have looked it up was, and I'm messing up yeah. looking at other things here. But the thing, and Ambar's absolutely right, when he was on the field, you, you knew because not only – you saw what happened up front. You saw Leighton Vanderish running and making plays. Mm-hmm. You know, his, yeah. the way that he affect, and then, you know, maybe he even helps Osa Odigizua next to him because all of a sudden now he's doing a lot of the dirty work. He's taking up blocks. Vanderish is running downhill. Osa's like, you know, he's now, oh, he's on a one on one with somebody and now he's winning. You know, they just seemed like when he was on the field, they got more bodies to the ball. And when he wasn't on the field, it was guys having to deal with blockers in their laps. They couldn't get off. And then, you know, what would have been a a gain of maybe two, three yards is now a five or six yard gain. And you could see it just watching the games. You're like, well, who's who's playing? Uh, oh, it's you know, it's Bohanna. And again, I'm sound like I'm slamming Bohanna here. 
But, you know, Bohanna is a big guy that doesn't know how to play like Hankins does. Hankins is a big body guy that knows how to play, knows how to take up blocks, knows how to hold guys up, knows how to be in the right gap when it's fourth and one. And somehow, some way, he's got a guy in his chest, but he reaches back with his arm and makes a fourth and one stop. That's the kind of stuff you notice. It's like, my gosh, he might have one or two plays a game that you notice like that. But the other 60 plays, he's helping Leighton Vanderesh have 12 tackles that day. Mm-hmm. That's what this guy yeah. does. You know, and I think it's kind of it's maybe taking them out of the market. We're gonna have the draft show after this today. You know, we were talking about defensive tackles, one techniques, guys like that, that oh, maybe at 26 they're gonna take. I don't think they have to now. I don't think they have to. I think they had a checklist of how they were gonna do this. And then they sprinkled in a couple of trades that we didn't really see coming. You know, we saw, I I personally thought the start of free agency was going to be Jake McQuaid. I thought, oh, they're going to sign the long snapper first. And, you know, they're going to, but no, they had a systematic plan in the way they did it. And Hankins just happened to be the last piece, I think, of that checklist that they went into free agency with. So let's flip the script. There was a guy that uh, I think they probably had some marginal interest in bringing back that they did not bring back. He signs, Carlos Watkins signs with Arizona on a one-year deal. How much will the Cowboys miss him? Not a lot. I really don't believe that. And I'm not nothing against him. But sometimes when you give anybody, this is to a football player or if you say it to your kids, if you say take it or leave it, sometimes you, they leave it. Yeah. You know, and that's what the deal was. <laughs> take it or leave it to, to a lot of those guys. Hankins was one of them. Watkins, too. Carlos Watkins, take it or leave it. We're not, we're not negotiating with you. He found so a better deal. Initially, they, they were interested. In yeah, they wanted him. to bring him back. But, but under their terms. Under their terms. Right, 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 right. I just wasn't sure if they were interested yeah. to yeah. bring but, him you back. Know, but he, he was a guy also, they put him on the practice squad, and, and he, you know, they they were... His his attitude changed when he got released. It's true. It changed. It yeah, really... Yeah. And he realized, it's like, whoa, wait, I'm not one of the 53 guys. They think I'm important. I'll tell you where I noticed him the most. The Cowboys throughout the season had several games where they had goal line stance. Mm-hmm. And it was like... You know, up front, it was, wow, Watkins. I, oh, you know, oh, he, you know, oh, Tank, Watkins. I mean, they were kind of, they were, they were playing on that same side. Maybe not so much noticed him in the field, but noticed him when it got tight and it's like holding up guys. Yeah. It's a good and time he, to shine. Yeah. And no that's, doubt. that's where I felt like, that's where I felt like that they wanted Watkins back with Dan Quinn and those guys because he, he 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 went from being a guy that played extremely tall and let people wash him to a guy that would play with good base and and would hold up right there. And I just remember like from our end zone seats, you guys are a little further down than me where I sit, but being right down there, you know, you kind of focus in on when it's happening in front of you. And I just remember Carlos Watkins and then going and watching the film the next day like yeah, that, that makes sense. He made that. It was a good play. Yeah. It might not have been. It's the same thing with like what you're getting you know, with Hankins. It's one or two plays a game that makes you go, that's why he's one of the 48 today dressing because yeah. of that, those, those types of plays. And frankly, at that position, that's kind of how it works. Like a defensive yeah. tackle, unless you're a Warren Sapp type, you're probably not going to be a guy, especially at one technique, you're probably not going to be a guy that's always like just flashing. Well, you're going to have a few plays a yeah. game where you can be like, really make an impact 
And that's one of the reasons why I thought Hankins was a very important signing because right. he did make that impact in those plays, and he was willing to do the dirty work on all those other plays no, that yeah. you don't necessarily know. See, he's he's. I mean, they, they had to go get Hankins, and they had to draft Bohanna because Neville Gallimore got in a doghouse. You know, Neville yeah. Gallimore. We're doing preseason games and. Brad Sham looks up and Neville Gallimore's in the game in the fourth quarter, and you're right. going, Oh, I, preseason game, yeah. Yeah, in the preseason game, you're going, Wait a minute, what's going on here? That's a veteran guy, mm-hmm. you know? But they were searching for somebody to be like Hankins and Carlos Watkins and those guys just to make those two or three dirty plays a game. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to jump into our free agency. We're going to call it a recap. It's not over, but we're definitely going to recap where the Cowboys are at this point and what they've done to this point. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium and Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment presented to you by Blockchain.com. Awesome. Let's uh, let's recap this free agency thus far. I'm going to read out this these lists uh, of the the players that were added, the players that were re-signed, the players that they lost, and the players that are still available. Uh, let's look at who was added: Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks, both in trade, uh, Chuma Idoga, uh, Ronald Jones, and long snapper Trent Sieg. Uh, who they re-signed: Donovan Wilson, Leighton Vanderesh, Cooper Rush, Tony Pollard. Tack McKinley, 
Jonathan Hankins, C.J. Goodwin, Dante Fowler, and Rico Dowdle. Uh, and here are the players that they lost. Noah Brown, Luke Gifford, Connor McGovern, Jake McQuaid, Dalton Schultz, and Carlos Watkins. Hmm. Here's the first question I got for you guys. Was there, was there anybody that was lost that you think the Cowboys really wanted? No. Not really wanted. I think they, they wanted Jake McQuaid. But I don't, I mean, if you really want him, you, you can pay for him. Yeah. Do you feel like the ship sailed on Dalton Schultz after the San Francisco playoff game? Hmm. So you, think I, was, I, you think there was a moment when they were just kind of like, yeah, we're good. I was earlier I, than that, I think. He thinks it was earlier yeah, than that? I, I do think. Now Now that I hear stuff, I, I, I don't. There was something going on for a while yeah. where it, you Hard can just tell. sense some kind of discontent from, like, at times. And Nick, you've seen it, and I don't know if you saw it, Derek, at any moments, like after Mm -hmm. a game during the locker room at times, Mm -hmm. you just see him, even when he had a good game, or even when the Cowboys won, like Dalton would just be kind of in a bad mood for whatever reason. Some of that might have been. Because the contract. Well, I think some of that might have been. I I got the impression, and Mm -hmm. people that I know in the media had mentioned things that suggested he was upset with the media. So it might have been some of that, they and I don't know if that necessarily—I don't that. know if that yeah. necessarily goes to the organization. But I think part of what we may have been seeing in the locker room was maybe there was some discontent with the media in how they covered maybe that's this whole contract situation. Because wow. even when you saw that. him um, uh, interacting, or even on the field, you could see his relationship with the younger tight ends, right. and it was really good. I mean, at least that's yeah. what we all got to see on the field True. and I mean, all he, that. Yeah. I mean, he brushes his teeth with salt water. I mean, he's salty. <laughs> I mean, he always has been. And and, and that's just – he was just a real smart guy, too. So, yeah, the media always was dumb, d- dumb questions and stuff yeah. like that. But – um, I think I think he tried to be a good team player with the young guys. You know, you saw he was he was, you know, playing playing with all the you know he jumped in jump in the, the bucket. Yeah, man. what was that whack-a-mole. whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole, and then the yeah. one where they were getting roped around. I mean, he he was the one down there. I mean, like yeah. he was trying, but I think he was still. You know, it's it's kind of tough when you when you know you're on a one year deal and you see these young guys and you want to help them. Your replacements there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I. It was it was interesting. It was it Austin Hooper? I think that played for the Browns or whatever. Yeah. And and he 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 was in a situation and he said, "Yeah, we're trying to help these young tight ends wherever he was." He goes, "It's not like Jason Witten." Okay, now Austin Hooper wasn't with Dallas. Yeah. But his college teammate Dalton Schultz yeah. was. Yeah. So you kind of just connect the dots and you're like, "Hmm." That, trying to read between the lines, but how would you know that other than Dalton Shelton? Did Dalton feel that way? Yeah. And then, ironically, here he's in a situation, and you kind of, kind of heard the same stuff too. All I know is when his price was lower, 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 and he was not signed, it got to the point where should the Cowboys that's, bring him that's back? That's the question I had. I, I, that, you know, and that's why I just asked you this because I just was there. You know, he was this. He was a he was a franchise tag player. Then he got out there, and nobody wanted him. And you're, and then now you're thinking, was the was there a bridge burned, water under the bridge, mm-hmm. where the Cowboys completely happy with, you know, they love they love Hendershot, mm-hmm. they really do. I mean, they, they like Ferguson too, but they love Hendershot. That that they feel like they stole one there. Yeah. That might be the next one. But you kind of wondered if did the with the number would ever get low enough. But to me, it was like if the number ever got low enough. Dalton Schultz probably wouldn't come back. Yeah. He would probably say, if 
ah, I'm I'll good. take that deal with somebody yeah. else. Yeah. I'm good to go to Houston, who is doing a total rebuild with with a, a new quarterback, new everything, new you know. He so, got three times the money I think he was going to get here. At that oh. point, at that point, I, yeah, I, I just don't think they were going to offer him anything, and then they I, knew and that wasn't a great deal. You got see, to I, it's, it's funny, Nick, and I, and I don't know if you guys have heard this stuff, and I, I mean, I just talking to people around the league that kind of had an idea about the money. He turned down a pretty significant offer from the Cowboys. That would have been it was going to be a longer year deal, and people think, oh, it was three. I think I was, I think it was here something like five years. Did he turn down that was roughly going to pay him? Like ten to twelve million dollars a year, he turned that down. I think thirty six guaranteed. Yeah, it was. It was. He turned it. Yeah. Down? Yeah. Wow. I, I was here. I mean, again, Joku. I, I was talking David to Joku's contract yeah. messed the whole thing up. Yeah, I was. Cleveland. And then he ends up on a one year deal. Yeah. And by the way, here's the the tough part. And I, obviously, he and his agent know more than I do about sure. what his situation is. But I have to wonder if if I'm him. I'm going to a team like Houston that's in a total rebuild, no guarantees of who the quarterback's going to yeah. be, let alone if that quarterback's going to be good enough to be able to really help him get what he needs to be able – because he's taking a gamble on himself saying, I'll do a one-year deal. Like that, that just – it creates a really tough situation for him going back into free agency next year after not really knowing who your quarterback's going to be or if that quarterback's going to be the any numbers, good. That's, the numbers could that's be, tough. Yeah, the numbers could be really, really good if it's a young quarterback and he's throwing the time. Dalton Schultz knows how to play the game. He knows how to get open and all that. Will they Will they find a way to get him open? I, I just feel like, though, that I think there was a lot of bitterness. You talked about towards the media and the way that contract stuff was covered. I think there was a little bit of bitterness towards the Cowboys about – about not getting something done long term, mm-hmm. you know they were like, you know, the Cowboys when they did it, they when they franchise tagged him. And you guys could correct me if I'm wrong. You move on from Amari Cooper. There's the unknown about Michael Gallup and stuff like that. They just couldn't totally gut the offense of pass catchers. Yeah, mm-hmm. they couldn't just totally move on from Dalton Schultz and uh, Amari Cooper, and you know they just couldn't do it. So you know they said, okay, we'll franchise tag. I, me personally. I feel like that the Tony Pollard deal could be very similar to what we saw with Dalton Schultz. One year, hold you, you know, see what we got. I, I personally, me, this is my opinion. I don't think you're going to get a long-term deal done with Tony Pollard. Better. I think I think they'll find a way to move. I mean, you'll probably draft a guy, and then you know you'll you'll have that guy, and that guy will be he'll take over the Tony Pollard role. Right. Is what will happen. It's all about what happens in the draft, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. about what happens in the draft. Exactly. You get a guy that yeah. really can take over. Yeah, that's just my yeah. opinion. I, I think they're using this tag to say, okay, fine, we, we need to have you here. But let's see. There's a lot of unknown about Pollard coming back from this injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could all talk about it. We've done it for years around here. Well, Dak coming back, he should be. You know, Gallup coming back, he should be. You know, we I've always seen, talk about these, these guys, and you don't know how their bodies are going to respond. I've seen Pollard twice this offseason. Both times I thought it was Zeke, it's like kind of from afar. As he bulked up, getting bigger. Saying I might need to get, need LASIK again. Did but he grow his hair. But <laughs> yeah, I mean it was longer just, beard. It was it was a lot of things. No you shrink. Just, <laughs> you just looking at him, yeah, yeah. Multiple. Uh, uh, <laughs> gonna stop. But um, no, I, I it just I th- I do think these he's bulked up some yeah. or it looks he looks different or yeah. He's gonna work hard, and Britt Brown yeah. and those guys are gonna work. They, he, you know, the, I'm just saying the the unknown. It's not the the work ethic and getting them right, but you just don't know how the body's going to respond yeah. And, yeah. I mean look at Michael Gallup it, it was like it, it seemed like it was 10 weeks before we kind of felt like 
you know, but he had some games where it was zero, you know, zero catches, zero yards. And, you know, you're like going, is it the, is it the knee? Is it the, you know, and you're hopeful that he's better. I mean, we're just, that's, that's the hope. But let's also be clear. Any conversation we have about running backs is all, especially veteran running backs, is always going to go back to the point of replacement value for running backs in the NFL is actually a pretty favorable thing for te- for teams. There I get are, a lot of are, fights over this. There are so many young <laughs> backs coming out of college yeah. that can produce yeah. if you can put them in the right situation immediately. Yeah. And 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 the longer that goes, the more years they're in the NFL, the more there's a drop off, and that drop off can be pretty precipitous. So that's what that's what it's yeah. more about than than even in the, in any individual player like a Tony Pollard. It's more about like, are we gonna bet? This if is we start it. talking about a long-term deal, are you going to bet yeah. that he defies the odds of, of what's happened to all these other running backs over time? Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think the Cowboys want to get into the running back business anymore. I mean, I mean with the with big contracts yeah. and stuff like that. I, I just don't. I think that you know they're grateful for what Zeke did, but I don't think they want to get in that business. This is a very rare year when you watch in the draft for the running backs. This thing is going to go from the first round to the fifth round easy. With quality, good players, really good players. You know, your University of Texas has got two of them. You know, you could take one of them in the first, and he might be one of the best players of the whole entire draft. And his backup, you could take in the third round, and he might be just as good as the guy that was taken. You know, first overall. Yep, over the running backs. All right, we're going to take our final break here. When we come back, I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, which addition to this team you think will have the greatest impact? There are a couple players that really have turned some heads and have a lot of potential of what they can be. I want to want to find out from you guys which don't have the greatest impact. We'll do that in just a second. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. 
Get behind the scenes. Look at all things Dallas Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium and the Star presented by SeatGeek. Check out the locker rooms, playing field, Super Bowl memorabilia, and more. Get your tickets today at DallasCowboys.com tours. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We're talking about free agency and taking a bigger picture look at what the Cowboys have done to this point. Uh, my question for you guys opening this segment is which player that was added uh, will have the greater impact this season? Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks, Chuma Idoga, Ronald Jones, Trent Sieg. Got to have a good snap. Starts the operation. Look, look, who would say that other than the long snap? The long snap. Can't have, can't have, can't start. To, yeah. Can't have a field goal without that guy. Uh, no, I, I, um, See. I think, I think to me, I feel like that the corner is going to have the bigger impact here, Gilmore. I really do because I feel like that he's going to be very steady with the way that he plays, and there's going to be a lot of questions that Diggs is going to have to answer. I hope he handles this contract extension thing well. I don't want him to get distracted and all that, you know, with with what's ahead for him and having to play. And I say that in a way that I think you're going to need some really, really steady guys. Bland, Gilmore. We'll see, you know, with Lewis coming back. We'll see how that but I worry a little bit about that with the secondary and stuff with Diggs. I hope he just doesn't get too emotional about what's ahead for him. And all of a sudden, they keep asking him questions about it, and it affects the way he plays. So you better have some guys that can kind of pick up the slack if there's some rough stuff going on in that secondary. I mean, I I, I don't disagree. I, I think this is a is a tie. I, you could go both ways. I'll just I'll just to play the other side of it. I'll, I'll say Cooks because I, what I love about what he's done is that he has been very quarterback friendly, and we we've said the term Dak friendly, Romo friendly and all that. Here's a guy that that's come in and he's had a thousand yard seasons with the best of the best. He's had a thousand yard seasons with Deshaun Watson and Davis Mills and and you know, along with the Breeze and and Brady. And so Dak fits right in between them somewhere. And I think that he'll come in and he'll be really good for this offense. So which is what they need. They need more playmakers. We saw it in San Francisco. They didn't have playmakers. I think Cooks has shown he's a playmaker. So I think he he helps too. But I mean Gilmore on the other side of Diggs sounds pretty good too. Yeah, to me it would be I mean, either are good, but to me definitely Gilmore. He's a guy that seems that he would be able to step right in, fit in with the locker room, the guys here. And I do think that he will be able to elevate Diggs' game up. Because if you think about it, who else was playing corner no at a decent level? Nobody. So when you're well, lacking... Bland, bland. No, no, no. Okay. okay. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. But I'm talking on that other side. They, I know, they, talking, they, I know yes, what you're yes, actually yes. talking about. They took yeah, guys yeah. off the street late yeah. in the year to go play exactly. the left corner. Uh, yeah. I mean, Bland did a really, really good job. Yeah, I but think the, the question, the, what you're talking about really is Anthony Brown and with the way yeah. he played last year. And yeah. whoever came after and him. And your second and third round picks from two years true. ago that yeah. they didn't want to put on the field. True, yeah. true. Yeah, so where I'm getting at, I think there's a thing when you don't have, even within your own team, within your own group, of the cornerback room when you don't have somebody else creating some type of competition and like level, like turning up the level, like the, the intensity of things, even at practice and you're the best one out there. It can't lead to you 
kind of lowering the way that you play or maybe not going at, out there and competing as much. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but where I'm getting at, I think by Gilmore coming in, the fact that Diggs respects him a ton, I think it will just elevate his game and it's just going to elevate the whole defense uh, to another level. And that's definitely an area that we all know the, the Cowboys were lacking last year. Let me ask you guys this question on Brandon Cooks, and I, I, I apologize if this is something you guys have talked about, but it's something that just still kind of lingers in the back of my mind. I love the Brandon uh, Brandon Cooks trade. Why has he bounced around so many places? Yes, why has he been at so many teams? Because you look at his numbers. I mean, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, six seasons where he's been over 1,000 yards. Yeah. Teams don't typically let guys like that go. And to, be, to now be on his... Fifth team? My man gets traded for first-round picks all the time. Yeah, I just don't understand why teams are so <laughs> yeah. willing to let him go when he's been productive, even as you said, Nick, when it's been with quarterbacks that aren't premier quarterbacks in this league. Do you guys have any insight on that? No, and and and, and they asked him the same question, and, of course, he's definitely a glass-half-full guy because he said, well, w- w- why are teams trading for me then? You know, why are teams— And that's fair. Yeah, yeah. and—, and Sometimes it just it happens like that. And, you know, a lot of it is, you know, do they view him as a progress stopper? Because what happens is, is that you, you make those you have those those seasons and then you're like, OK, what usually comes next when a guy balls out? What happens? He wants money. Yeah. You're like, OK, well, it was good for this number. But now that you want this. Not I don't so know about that. Yeah. And so it, it's it's kind of just a, a unique a unique thing. I mean, there's only two guys in the history of the NFL that have had four 1,000-yard seasons with four different teams. Yeah. You know, Brandon Marshall and him. And you can say the same thing about Brandon Marshall. Why why did he never stick, too? And you don't really know. He was a good player, good yeah. player on a lot of teams. So, But I don't think it's attitude. I really don't. I don't, I don't think – I just think it's kind of more circumstantial. <laughs> oh, my computer got locked up. Is that you? I guess. Uh oh. I don't know what happened just here. Okay. Okay. I had the microphone. I had it. I had it turned off. I guess it just got locked up. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um. Yeah. Because and honestly, the one that really (laughs) sticks out to me. Looking at Brandon Cooks height sites. It's 2017 with the Patriots, where he had 100. He had 1,082 yards. He had seven touchdowns. He averaged 16.6 yards per catch. And it was a one and done season. Like after that, then he's off to the Rams. And that just that one really just seems weird to me that after one traded? year he was traded. He was traded. Right? Yeah, after one year of really good production, like that's good production mm-hmm. to just be like, yeah, we're good. And again, it could have been a contract. I don't know the history I don't know there. Either. It could have been a contract situation where they were like, we know he's going to be asking for this amount of money. We're not willing to pay him that. And so, you know. Well, when the Cowboys trade him next year, we'll, we'll ask, you know, that, that question, I guess, after the season. I don't <laughs> after know. he gives you 1,000 yards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That would be great. And by the way, this is a good problem to have because he's produ- produced everywhere. So, hey, you're going to get the production. I'm just interested to know more about why. I wish I could talk to some of the teams that made these deals and why they thought it was okay to get rid of a guy who was this productive. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to to wonder. But as of right now, today, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't care either. Bring him, <laughs> bring him here. It just feels like, at least for this year, uh, I, it just feels to me that 
the Cowboys finally are on the better side of the deal. Yeah. Sometimes you talk about free agency and you you know it's been known in the Cowboys history of free agency that they tend to go for bargains and you don't know how it's going to pan out and they always get the um oh my god what's the word uh in English? I'm thinking in Spanish. My brain switched to Spanish. The 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 crumbles that are left on the plate, you know, the yeah. crumbles left on free agency, yeah. And, yeah. and it for some reason this year, everything that they've done in this free agency, even though nothing feels like a huge splash, it still feels that you got a really really good free agency, and every single guy that they brought in from outside and the guys that they've signed in house. You just feel like they're all going to contribute this year. Can I ask a question about to the panel here? Of which do you, which are you more surprised of the way this result happened? That they traded for two quality pieces or they re-signed Donovan Wilson? The, mm-hmm. I would say, well, that's a good question. Because I would say the trade because we don't usually see it often. But re-signing the safety to a good to you know re-signing yeah. the safety to a big deal we haven't really seen since Roy Williams and you could make right. that argument that maybe that wasn't even a great idea, um, but yeah I mean I think I think um, I'm I'm, pro- I'm more surprised about the trades yeah because they love draft picks yeah even though fifth and sixth rounders that they love draft those, picks those compensatory picks yeah they did a good job of moving those yeah. along yeah. Really, now that you get trade those I'm more surprised that they got Wilson done. Because coming out of the combine, they, talking to people, it, you know, it seemed like it was miles apart. I mean, miles apart. That that you know that. Yeah, yeah. but but here's the thing, though, Brian. And you can go back. Let's look at the history of of the Jones family when they've had free agencies, mm-hmm. free agents. It's not often that they really want a guy. They lose. And they him. don't get him. No. Right. Yeah. And so for me, the question I kept asking the people I was talking to around mm-hmm. the building was. How much do they want Donovan Wilson? And oh, almost no, no, exclusively, no. All, I, all I heard was they really want. No, him. no, yeah, that you got. It's funny because the coaching staff was adamant. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you know people that know Dan Quinn, if you know people that know Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, I think, was hinting to the media that hey, no, Donovan Wilson is important to what we're trying to do here. You know, and Dan Quinn and people I know are like, no, Dan, Dan loves Wilson. You know, I mean, like that, like really? Oh no, Dan loves yeah. Wilson. Yeah. So to me, but then like there were people like Bobby Belts of the world and stuff that were dealing with you know agents or whoever, and they're like, man, this is this one's not going to be easy. But, but that's negotiation. But right? that's, that's negotiation. No, that's absolutely. how the Jones family negotiates. They negotiate hard. Even yeah. For, even yeah. for players they love and they right. want to have here. They're going to negotiate well, right. hard. You know? Jesse Bates, I think, got fourteen a year from the uh, former Bingle guy, yeah. right? And I think that's where his agent thought he was the range he was going to be in. And that's why it was miles apart, because the Cowboys kind of stuck to their guns here. So they said, you know, I always go back to the DeMarco Murray deal. You know, they wanted DeMarco Murray rushed for 1,800 yards in NFL rushing champ that year. They said, this is the number we're going to pay you. If you find it over it, go for it. Go for it. And he did. So... I think they were going to do that with Donovan Wilson. I do. I, I think if it was got, if it would have gotten, if we got over ten million, they were said nah. But it didn't. It didn't get that far. So. The, the amazing thing is, and you know, Adam Pacifica and those guys upstairs and what they do is, you got a couple of players that never that act, you got money back from the Texans, mm-hmm. 
you know, and got better deals. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you got a corner who said, no, I'm happy about being here. I don't need any new money. You know, you got two players. You got the Texans to pay the freight on one of the guys, and the other guy says, nah, no, I don't need new money. I mean, usually it's like you make a trade. It's like, oh, we have to renegotiate. We have to put new money into this deal and all that. None of that. So good for them for getting it done that way. Let's talk about uh, another player that the Cowboys actually released this offseason, Zeke Elliott. He's still out there as a free agent. Uh, my personal belief is that it's more a situation where, as is the case a lot of times with veterans, I think it's going to be one of those things where you get to training camp, a couple teams lose, they're running back, and they're like, man, who's available? And, oh, wow, Zeke Elliott's available? Well, maybe we should bring him in. Yeah. Maybe that's when it happens. But we have still heard things around the Cowboys organization where they've said, yeah, never never close the door on anything. Sure. How realistic do you think it is that, that Zeke Elliott is back with this team by the beginning of the season? This team, uh, not realistic at all. I just don't see it happening. I don't. I, they don't want to close the door because they don't. Um, they don't want to say the door is closed out of just out of respect. But I think it's a you know you don't put the toothpaste back in the tube there. I, it's just not. This is not going to happen. I really don't believe it's going to happen at all here, um, unless, like you said, there's an injury and then now you're looking for something. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're needed guys on the street, you, you know something were to happen to your running backs. Yeah, well, here's a guy that knows knows what he's doing, knows the, the environment, yeah. kind of knows the system. I mean, the system's changing yeah. a little bit, but but you know knows it enough. Yeah, but it's I a, just don't see it happening. It's unfortunate that Zeke needed to jump in early with these teams. We saw a, uh, like a week where running backs, the free agent running backs, were getting signed up. And I felt like that Zeke needed to be part of that group. He needed to jump in with the team because what's happened now is pro days are over. They're upstairs working on the draft, mm-hmm. and nobody's thinking about free agency anymore. Yeah. Nobody's thinking about they're looking at They're looking at 18 running backs and going, huh, these 18 running backs for this, or we have yeah. to pay a guy $2.5 million. Yep. You know, yep. that, that that's not – He'll That's, get signed in May, I believe. He'll yeah. get signed. I, it might, like I say, but like yeah. I was hopeful that he would jump in with somebody and be with a team before the draft, before people started yeah. putting their boards together. Is Fournette still out there? Uh, I don't know. Leonard Fournette. Yes, he is. I believe I'm. I believe I'm. Because right I, I see them as similar type. Sure. Guys on yeah. the free agent market, and that's where again those will be the guys I think that teams will fill in. Yeah, five hours they, radio if they get into Brian, a situation. Brian knows how this goes. I mean, it, it's almost like a pause, you know, yeah. where like, all right, now we're going to shift gears and we're focused on. Yeah. Now you're getting close enough to free agent uh, to the draft. Like, why would we sign this guy? And then somebody falls in our lap, and now we we want to yeah, cut. You don't him. have to. Yeah. So let's just wait and see, and we'll pause, and then we'll revisit. And it. by the way, he'll be out there. That, that's out the there. expectation. All these guys are out there now. They're probably going to still be out there. Yeah. Month from now, Probably. so just see what happens with the draft. What do you think has okay. been the difference as to why they're changing strategy or the changing the way that they usually do things? And when you summarize, you know, we talked about Zeke. We know sometimes they they kind of hold on to certain players that they really, really like, even outside of what they're bringing on the field just because of the relationship there. We we talked about the two trades. We talked about a contract with a safety. So little things like that that you're not used to seeing the Cowboys do, what would you say gives into the change in free yeah. agency as a whole? I think – I think that first of all, you're gonna you have to have a good football team, and I I think that they believe that they do just like they did last year. You know they had a good team last year. They lost in the playoffs to the 49ers. I'm talking about two years ago, 
And then you go into the offseason, and they they waited until they kind of made splash moves. Like, you know, we need we're going to get Anthony Barr, we're going to get Jason Peters, we're going to get they they still got big name guys, but they waited a little bit. But I I think it was it was an all in approach. Like this is a good team. We're not gonna we're not gonna let one or two injuries derail this team. And now that I think they just went a little bit more aggressive with. And it. I will say the quality of the big name guys they got this year versus last yeah. year is different. Like yeah. these guys, I think are still. I I think they are still closer to their prime. Which is than why the they guys had to trade they for them. Yeah, but they but yeah, they, they so they kind of you know ramped it up a little yeah. bit. And and why not? Mike McCarthy knows if if Mike, if he doesn't go to the NFC Championship game, we're going to be talking about his job. I mean, yeah. he knows that, so he's got to he's got to go all in on this. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette still on the street right now yeah. if you're looking for a back. So it's, again, those are the types of guys that teams will be able to fill in their rosters after they get past draft and look at those guys. And I, I would be interested to see where Zeke falls in that category among those backs. Like, is he the priority guy? Is he the top of that list? Or is he kind of equal with him and it's all about how much money you have to pay for him? I, I'd be interested to see what the market thinks of Zeke relative to some of those guys. Here's what I wonder about Zeke. And really all backs when you get to this point. You know, all players. But with Zeke, He's gotta he's gotta stay in shape. He's got he can't he can't. He also needs to go to a place social, but he's out there working. And that's what he's got to be. Well, he needs to go to a place too where he can split carries. Yeah, he he learned that splitting carries is good for his health long term. He'll be good. I mean, he had a lot of carries here. I mean, he had a lot of carries. He'll be he'll be good for a team. I mean, he really will. I I think I I don't know when or where it'll it'll be, but you know. He'll, he'll be good. It just sometimes it just it doesn't. It's not the one. Yeah. You know, it's not this team. You yeah. know, it won't be this team. I don't believe. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll get some questions next week. I want to get some fan questions. We haven't done that in a while. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!